This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I get the privilege of serving as the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, I've got a special guest this morning, uh, a name that you guys are going to know of as familiar because we put a lot of prayer requests out about this this gentleman, uh, Chuck Sharp. So welcome, Chuck. Brian, glad to be here. Yeah, and uh, Chuck is... Uh, He's one of our leaders here in Northwest Arkansas. He's he's been a faithful guide for mid to many groups. Uh, he and his his cohort Charles Ratliff, who we did a podcast of the two of these guys, oh seven or eight months ago, and uh, got to hear about their uh, journeys uh, together. And uh, but I wanted you guys to hear from Chuck this morning because he's been going through a lot and a lot of uh, struggles, but uh, a lot of. Uh, healing, a lot of faith, growth, things going on. And uh, so, Chuck, I I wanted them to have a chance to hear a little bit from you personally. A lot of these people don't even really know what's been going on with you other than let's pray for Chuck Sharp. He's got an eye thing going on, a serious eye surgery coming up. So, so why don't you tell a little bit about what's going on? And this is going to tie into, uh, oh, one of your great loves in life, which is uh, you, you just love shooting. I don't know what the right terminology is. A sporting clays. I know it's. Uh, is there a name for it? Marksman. What? what? Yeah, it's, it's trap shooting. You know, typically, you got sporting clays and skeet and then trap. You know, this is this uh, particular one is uh, is trap shooting. Let's start. Let's just start there for a second. Okay. Um, I know there's a deeper message here, but 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 you know, this is just something that you enjoy and yeah. something that you happen to be really good at and gifted at, right? So you've been doing this for how long? That's a good question. Started off when I was younger, and then took a big sabbatical for many years, trying to pursue a career, raise a family, and typical things, you know, and stuff. And then uh, came back to it uh, in the, about 1990 for a short period, then left again, and then really started pursuing it harder about 2001, something like that. So. The average guy just goes and does this as part of a gun club or yeah. something just for a hobby. Right. But you, you you took it serious, like getting into competitions and things like that. Is that right? It got to that. You know, it grew and, and where you uh, are uh, uh, shooting some of the major shoots across the country, you know, uh, state shoots and zone shoots. And then then uh, leads to the, the big one every year, the Grand American. Uh, it's at the world's... Uh, sports shooting, the world's recreation sports shooting complex in Sparta, Illinois. It's the same place every year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you've been in this several times? Yes. Okay. And you have to earn your way into it, I guess? Or? You don't necessarily. It's, it's open to anybody. Okay. We have people there from all over the world and, and uh, many foreign countries and, and Canada. But uh, it's open, but uh, you have to you don't have to qualify to be able to shoot there, to be able to participate. There'll be typically three or 4,000 people there. Okay. And you've been up in the top... Top five, haven't you? I've been fortunate. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and th- I'd say all that because it leads up to kind of the story of, mm-hmm. of where this most recent one, which was, when was it, over the summer or uh, the most recent one? Uh, this last one was in, it started in August. In August, right. Okay. Yeah. So t- tell a little bit about what happened at your last tournament. So, Well, it was, uh, you know, I'd been struggling a little bit with eyesight uh, for a while, just uh, some eye confusion, you know, uh, but at the, at the grand, it's a 10 day shoot. If you shoot the whole thing and, and, uh, I was there and I started, uh, 
started experiencing uh, an abundance of floaters. Uh, if you're familiar with that term or not, it's a little speck or mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes looks like a little piece of lint in your vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have them. A lot of people experience them, especially as you get older. But this was uh, different. Uh, there, was a, there was a lot of them. And then there's also kind of a, uh, a clouded spot in the middle of my vision of my left eye. And... Uh, I really didn't know what it was at that time. Didn't wasn't. I knew that something was going on, but I didn't know what it was. You know. Um, so uh, then I guess if, if this that subject leads on to when I got back from that on uh, on a Saturday in August, August. I'm not sure what day that was. Fifteenth or something like that. Anyway, I went to my eye doctor, and they said, you know, you uh, you've got a torn retina. Hmm. And we're going to get you the doctor real quick, like, when you get this fixed. And by that time, I got to the, uh, um, sent me to Northwest Retina. I got there, and they said, Dr. Adams says, no, it's not torn, it's detached. We're going to get you in surgery right away. Mm. So, uh, and that was on August the, the 19th, was mm-hmm. the first surgery. Mm. And I'm getting away from the shooting thing right now. Well, I, I know. I want to I want to get into the medical deal. I guess I want to back up because you were telling me um, a little of the story yeah. that uh, obviously I don't know a lot about all that clay shooting, but I think you have to have good eyesight in order to shoot something probably <laughs> out there in the distance. It's kind of hard to hit something you can't see. <laughs> exactly. That's what I, I mean, I would imagine yeah. that. You know, um, I know you're good, but uh, yeah. yeah, you got to be able to see it. So uh, you were kind of having an internal battle, weren't you, yeah. even in the midst of all that? You know, this is something that you and I have talked about this some, and I really, I wish I had a, a clearer picture of, of how to present this. Uh, and hopefully that um, somebody listening to this might will understand. Mm-hmm. But um, there was, you know, I've stopped for a second. You know, people don't like to talk a lot of times about uh, Satan. Yeah. Of the devil. Right. But there was a, what happened was there was a tremendous spiritual battle started taking place. And um, it's not uncommon if you're competing in anything where you're golf or whatever, you're lined up over that putt, you know, that, uh, you know, you're uh, in this, you've got to make this putt, mm-hmm. you know, that you're under pressure, you know, and some people were able to, comp- to uh, deal with that. Some people aren't. But uh, it was more than that. And, and in shooting, there's always, as you, uh, most of the events are at least 100-round events, you know, 100 to 200-round events. So as you, uh, there's pressure, especially towards the end more. Mm-hmm. If you've missed some targets and you're still, you've got pressure to, to finish, if you haven't missed any, there's, there's uh, the pressure to, to also to finish straight. To not, keep your not, perfect yeah, record going. That, yeah. that pressure tends to ramp up the further you go, mm-hmm. you know. If you can imagine lined up over 100 putts that were two-foot putts, it's not hard to make a two-foot putt, but make 100 of them without missing one of them. Yeah, So right. get up to that 90, you're, you start to get a little tense, you uh-huh. know. But it was more than that, and it was just a, um, it was an attack, and it, it started growing and ramping up. And I tell you, um, one morning my wife's, I, I was talking about it. She was at home. I was there. And uh, we were talking about it a little bit, and she sent me a, a song. She sent me a, a, a recording of a song. I, I wasn't familiar with this. The song was Confidence. Hmm. I don't know if I remember the name of the band, but the, the, 
But and in that it says, one of the line was, is give me faith like David in the lion's den. Hmm. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Hmm. Give me a heart like David, a little heart like David to be my defense. I fight my battles with confidence. Hmm. And I was able to take that song, that that uh, melody right there, and refuse just uh, just refuse and battle and fought and battled and fought to uh, to not let this get me down or to defeat me. And I let that play over and over and over in my mind. Mm. And uh, as it turns out, you know, uh, better get you. Things went well. Yeah, you you won several awards, and then we we took a picture. You sent us a picture of all that we asked you to. Yeah. I know you don't want to brag on yourself, but uh, you did really good. I mean, you're like one of the best you've ever done, right? It, it was. It um, you know sometimes I'll you know people get on a roll sometimes, but it was more than that, you know stuff. But uh, I've uh, out of the 23 events, uh, I've uh, trophied in 11 of those events. Uh, got on a there's three different disciplines we won't get into all that but one time I think out of the last 800 targets I missed two mm. you know but uh, so um, but I haven't shot a target since because of this it's right right <laughs> right because of this so, so and, and I may never get I may never do it again we'll see so you, you so you got a lot going on in your mind thinking about yeah. you know your so what do you think God was trying to tell you or teach you just in that part, and then there's more lessons being learned right now. Yeah. Depending on him and plugging into him, it's just the uh, you know the the picture of yeah, be careful I don't get too emotional about this, but uh, the picture of Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. um, dying a a very painful and agonizing death uh, for me mm-hmm. and mankind um, was pretty overwhelming. And uh, so it was, I, I was able to battle, and that's what it was really, it was just a fight, it was a battle, a battle, a battle, and battle back, and not going to let you defeat me, Satan, I'm not going to let you get in my mind, I'm not going to listen to you, mm-hmm. you can, you know, I'm not going to answer the door, mm-hmm. the phone can ring, but I'm not answering it, I know who this is for, I know who this is coming from, and I'm not going to take it, you send that package back, I don't want it. <laughs> And was able to do that and um, come to a peace with the whole thing. You know, sometimes people get into a zone, you know, uh, but this was more than that. It was different than that. It was more uh, of a, something that was come, I'm not sure if it was the heart or the mind, but it was, it was a, yeah, I knew what it was. It was a spiritual balance going on. Yeah, I'm thinking of the verse that talks about a peace that passes understanding, you know, yeah. kind of like you shouldn't even have it, but you just feel this peace yeah. and confidence. I also think this whole new thing about being a son instead of an orphan, right. I think a lot of confidence comes with that when you're a son of the king. There's a lot of relief in that, isn't there? You know, yeah. not, you don't have to fear that anymore. Yeah, yeah. What you said, I've experienced of, of that doubt and the yeah. and the devil coming in with his mm-hmm. accusations or his mm-hmm. questions or fears or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we see we see it all the time with the journey. Oh yeah. I, in fact, I tell them I tell our journey again. When we start a new group, uh, not too long after we start, I said, "You guys better get just better get ready because it's coming." Yeah. 
Yeah. Because the last thing he wants you to do is to continue to go on this journey and draw closer to God or build a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so he's going to come at you. And, yeah. and, it, and you see it. I watch it happen. Me too. I've told my, I tell my group the same thing, and then later they go, thanks a lot, Brian. I'm like, hey, don't, don't blame me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it because then you see God overcome whatever yeah. it is, you yeah. know. And so so, so you felt like you uh, you had victory over the devil and, mm-hmm. and over your fears and all that, and God rewarded you with some some great accolades, which just something that gave delight to your heart. And then— you had to deal with this eyesight yeah. thing. So t- t- let's talk about that journey. What's been going on with all that? And well, August the uh, the night nineteenth, uh, uh, I had my first surgery, uh, and then uh, um, everything, all the follow ups looked okay. They had I had a what they call it a fold in in the at retina. It was like a wrinkle, you know. They didn't sort of like it's called a serial buckle. I got like I have a band around my eye. Mm-hmm. My eye. Uh, then everything was going pretty well. And I tell you what, it was it was the Saturday before September the thirtieth because I remember I was getting ready to watch a, a football game. And I was outside and, and uh, got and I was looking around and I thought, boy, I can, you know I can see pretty good today. You know things were looking pretty good. I thought, wow, wow, this is not not, not bad. <laughs> Within an hour uh, from that, from feeling that and making that internal statement to myself, I saw if something started coming down in the top part of my vision, and and uh, I thought, surely not, surely this didn't happen again. By the end of that day, it was already down, all the way down. And you call it like a curtain, right? They call it a uh, uh, a curtain. They refer to it that way sometimes. It's just like a shade or something. Pretty much, it's a. Uh, it just starts coming down from the top part of your vision. It starts closing in. It's just like you just roll something down like uh, this. Uh. Uh, with me, I can see down below that a little bit. And when I say see, I, it's, it's blurred vision. You can see something light yeah. mainly yeah. just down below on the bottom part, but nothing above that. Mm. So uh, I called my doctor, and he said, get in here Monday morning. And uh, we got in there Monday morning, he said, yes, detest again. Mm. So I uh, went through the surgery again, and uh, on the follow-up on Friday, after that Monday, the 30th, they did it again. So then the disheartening thing was, he says, you, I can't pronounce the legal, the uh, medical term for it, but the, they call it, it reverts as PVR. It's, it's whenever you have a reoccurring retina like that. And he says, uh, uh, he says, there's some things we could do, but he said, I'm not going to do it. He said, I, I don't want to do it. He said, the risk is too great. What you have is you come to, and we've, the issue of risk and, and uh, um, reward. Yeah, no, not benefits, just uh, how much we're going to gain out of this. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, so he says, you're welcome to get some second opinions, but he says, with me, he says, uh, he starts talking about, you know, the risk and about losing your eye, killing the eye, basically, and your eye. Not only you don't have eyesight, but you're going to you're gonna damage the eye so much you'll, it'll it'll die, and then you're looking at have a prosthesis and stuff, you know, and we were, I left there that day, my wife and I both thinking that, <laughs> you know, pretty disheartened that, you know, I'm going to have a, a, a blank eye, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of my life. And it's like, wow, I walked in here feeling pretty good. I <laughs> walk out here thinking, wow. So we ended up doing some research and talking and stuff and went to, we took a, made a little trip, we took 
went to a doctor in in um, in Little Rock that was familiar with this process, doing the surgery. Um, then we went on from there to St. Louis to a guy that we had found there that, uh, and we ended up feeling real good about him. Uh, and so, um, you know, and it was a deal of praying about it quite a bit. You know, it's, uh, and he had told me at that time, he said, look, you, he said, I think it's worth a shot to do this. He said, it's a very, very dip- difficult surgery. It's a very, um, not only difficult, it's such, it's so hard to do. There was a lot of concern about blood vessels in there. Then you get and then get this big major bleed, and then you know they, that's, we're, we're in trouble. Yeah, it could be worse than just for your eyesight, right? Yeah, it could be yeah. just yeah, yeah, fatal. Yeah, yeah. So he said, but maybe we can get you back to about the best. We think we can get you maybe as twenty fifth, uh, twenty two hundred. He said that's the top line on the chart, you know. And then uh, so we decided uh, to go ahead and go through the surgery, and it was scheduled. Um, I don't remember the date now that that was. Oh, it's August, the, uh, November the 11th. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the period of time that y'all were praying for me so hard mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. So, yeah. uh, uh, and of which, by the way, I'm going to stop for just for a second and say that I have never been as humbled in my life as I have. Um, from the amount of people reaching out to me, showing me uh, Concerned about me, the prayer that I was received, and the uh, the love that I received through that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just uh, the only way I can put it is overwhelming to me. You know, it really uh, pierced me pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we went through that, and um, this was a tough one. <laughs> it was about a two-hour surgery, and it was pretty pretty rough. But um, so it we currently it is attached. Uh, it is that does have some leakage and some fluid uh, has gotten underneath the retina. So uh, that required um, some face down positioning for that was pretty. <laughs> when, he, when the doctor tells you, I would, you're going to have to stay face down for two weeks. And you, the first thought is, like, there's no way to do that, you know. But uh, and the, the reason for that, I have, I have oil in my eye right now. Okay. And the reason for that was to for the oil to give support, try to keep the retina pushed back against the the wall of the eye. Okay, so it has time to heal. So did I understand it's it's like fifty minutes out of every hour you have to be face down? Is that right? Or? They give me five minutes out of each hour to five minutes out, five of, every minutes hour. out of each hour to to go to the restroom or get up and walk around or whatever you know. Wow. So, but for uh, every twenty four hour period for two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Uh, but I tell you. Um, Several things happened now that two weeks actually. I, I, I just, you know, I, at first I thought, how am I going to tolerate this? Because I'd been through some 24 hour face down things before with the other surgeries. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was grueling. I mean, especially at, at, at night, you uh, makes for some long nights because you don't sleep. You, you, the only time you sleep is just out of exhaustion. You get little, you might doze off for a few minutes here and there, but then you wake up because you're aching or hurting something <laughs> uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, the, the prayers really kicked in and, and the peace of God uh, uh, helped me through a lot of that. Uh, the pain or the discomfort part. But, you know, look, this is not life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people out there that are fighting for their lives. They you know, have cancer and... and, and uh, 
this was nothing like that, but it there is something pretty emotional about losing. I, I think I've never lost a limb, but uh, about losing your eyesight, you know. And uh, so we were able to get through that, but it allowed me at the time to just bathe in Jesus, just soaking it up and bathing in it and his glory and his majesty and his love. Mm. And uh, so I, I spent more uh, extended time of prayer than I ever <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. In that. So, and read a lot. You know what? We, we were able to take a, uh, we, we got a, it's like a massage uh, uh, chair or it's a, you lean forward in, you know, it's in a face forward. You got a little donut thing that you put your face in, you know. And I was, we were able to rig up a TV below that on the floor. Yeah. And, you know, and I had a little place, a little shelf I could put my iPad on, you know, and look down at that. Then there was also another table so, but, so that I could get on that had a, um, again, it's a massage table. has a has a round hole for you to look through. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, what that helped me too is helped me to kind of trade off a little bit, and, and uh, I spent most of my days in that that chair that leaned forward like that. Mm-hmm. But um, and then again, the battle starts again. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. so the enemy came back around yeah. uh, with his lies and his yeah. his uh, trying to intimidate and yeah, you know, and to just if you're not yes. It's a battle of fighting that off and letting Jesus win that battle because Satan just kind of put all kinds of stuff in your head. You know, you're going blind. You know, you're never going to be able to see again. Mm. You know, and something's going to happen to your right eye. And you don't worry. I mean, I have to confess that there's there's uh, worry tries to keep it, tries to creep in there and stuff. And why did this have to happen to me? You know, yeah. all those self pity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, all those things. And but you know, I. I just felt like, uh, I guess one of the first times I said that was that, you know, God, 67 years ago, God gave me these eyes. And uh, so they they belong to him. And if he wants to take one of them, he can have it, you know. Mm. And uh, and I, know, I knew that deep down, I knew that there was something that he had, God has a purpose behind this whole thing. And uh, I'm anxious to find out what that is, that I know it'll be revealed to me whenever it's ready. Mm. I've been through some things in my life that uh, would take me, that took me further than I ever thought that I could go. But as you get older, perhaps sometimes that uh, you'll be constantly amazed what you're capable of enduring. Mm. Especially if you are plugged into a power source or if you don't have any choice, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, you when you were on the board at one time, you said that uh, God kind of spoke a word to you, yeah. and, and it was something about bigger and greater things or something. There's two times in my life that I have experienced that, uh, and I want I, I want to tell you about the first one right quick because I think sure. it's worthy of it. Okay, but it was during that extended time of prayer, the first one, first journey I went through, and uh, you know, I, I was. I was a Christian. I was a saved Christian, like a lot of people going to church. But I didn't, you know, I, at that time, I didn't, I didn't want to surrender. I didn't want to. Get, I said, God, I'm going to give you part of me. I'm not going to give you all of me. Mm. Okay. And what uh, the feeling I always had, I think a lot of people experience this, is my thinking was, which it wasn't correct, is I got to, I got to give up some stuff. 
And I, during my extended time of prayer, that there was just sort of a, you know, a, a soft whisper or a soft sound that says, just let go, Chuck, let go, just let go. Mm. So it became a point of, and it was, it was it's not about giving up, it's just about letting go, mm. okay? Then the other time that I spoke to, that you mentioned this now was in church, actually, and it was just the words that came to me was this uh, great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's still trying to reveal that one to me. Well, and again, I'm no, not that I have all the answers, but I, there's something that's coming to me right now is this idea of sifting. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Rocky, we teach this in the journey that, you know, you when pain thing come into your life that God allows it. You know, the devil thinks he's winning, right? Because he, yeah. he thinks he's got you where he wants you, but God's working it for good and he's tricking Satan, really. But, uh, you know, discipline is is when you're being uh, punished or for some sin, perhaps. Pruning is when he's trying to get rid of more self. Mm-hmm. But sifting is getting people ready for a greater ministry. And I was just thinking about all you've been through and just wondering if that were to you, greater and mighty things, this this is kind of a precursor, maybe a sifting that you're going through to get you ready for some greater and mighty things in your own ministry, in your own life. What do you think about that? It, it could be that, I, I, or perhaps it's this inf, the journey, the influencers is a great is great and mighty things, and it's because great and mighty things are seem to be unfolding and happening with, happening with that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Team, when this was, remember when we did the deal at John Aden's? Out there, did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was when that happened. Oh, okay, that was when okay. that happened out there. Yeah, and so um, uh, we've just think about it, Brian. How how fast the journey is growing, and how what an impact it's making all across the country, all across the continent, and then it, it's uh, the globe. It's global. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And um, and it, it's getting traction. It's taking root and it's expanding and growing, and so um, sometimes we don't think big enough. Yeah, yeah, we're limited by our own thinking, you know, so many times we're not thinking big enough, and so uh, there may be great and mighty things ahead. Yeah, and you've gotten to watch it from the beginning, pretty early in the whole process, and watch Rocky and. You're a businessman and successful, and and we've gotten to have all these conversations about you know faith versus mm-hmm. <laughs> planning and strategy, and you know that right. just, and we've we've gotten to wrestle through all that stuff oh, together, yeah. you know. But um, God's blessing it. You're right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he and I think he's blessing it because we're staying close to him and we're we're listening to what he wants for us. It's not that we don't do anything; we we do our part, but we want his direction. So, well, I, I want to I'm say this too: I'm not this smart. I'm really not. I'm not this smart. But the, you know, God has inspired my mind. He's opened up doors of opportunity. He's uh, um, inspired my thinking. Sometimes it's it, it's not me. It, I'm, no. I'm just a vessel. Well, you've been uh, you've been very generous with the ministry and helped us out in a lot of different ways that people don't even know about, um, and we thank you for that. And and also just been a servant to so many men. So many men have gone through you and Charles's groups, and uh, we had our gathering the other night, mm-hmm. and you guys saw a lot of the fruit of your personal ministry with those guys there, those guys that, in the room. Yeah, I think sometimes I think I'm selfish because I get more out of this journey than those guys do. <laughs> Watch, watching those guys come alive and that, that spirit come alive in them is just such a blessing. Yeah. 
I think uh, Charles told me that uh, you guys will get finished and go, I think we need to take a break. It's, you know, it's been a long run. And then you go, man, you kind of miss it after yeah. a couple months. You're ready to go do it yeah. again. So, yeah. so, um, so just tell me, I guess I feel like you're doing good now, you know, and I'm, so, you know, you're done with the laying on your face and you're, yeah. you're up and around, you can drive and everything. And, yeah. and I sense that you're at peace. I sense that you're, you'd love to have all, I, I as your friend, I'd like to have your full eyesight restored. And we're praying for that even just did today. Uh, and that could happen. We know that could happen, but right. you seem at peace in whatever God wants. It is. And I, I, I was able to, I knew. There was never a doubt, and there was never a time during this whole process that I, I was never going to get mad at God or blame God for this. And I, I knew, I said, however this works out, win, lose, or draw, however this works out, it's not going to change. And I, you know, my my pursuit uh, for a relationship with Him is is going to, is going to continue forever and ever and ever. It's not going to stop. Uh, you know, Rocky, Rocky is he, he's always asking, "How's your soul?" Right, but he's also always saying. Your soul health shouldn't be dependent on your circumstances. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, you can be peace at peace in your soul no matter what's going on, right. even the ugliest things. You know. So, right. and you've been through a pretty tough one. You know. So, well, it, there's a lot of people going through a lot more. You mm. know, so it can it can get it can be a lot worse. So, <laughs> but uh, we'll just take what's been given us here. I'll, I'll make this statement: I have been given much, much more that's been taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, thank you. Your uh, your attitude and your faith is inspiring. So, uh, so thank you, thank you, Chuck. I, I just wanted them to hear a little more of the story, and you'll be telling the story more as, as with other people, I'm sure, and it's still developing. Maybe I'll have a better. Maybe I'll work on this for have a better way of uh, get the, the message across. But uh, uh, it's. Uh, there are a lot of battles. People fight a lot of battles out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, good to talk about that. You know, we don't, you know, Satan would love it if we just act like he doesn't exist, you know, but uh, no, we got to talk about him and call him out. We, we're not unaware of his schemes, right? So, <laughs> that's what the scripture talks about. So, well, anyway, well, I think we're out of time, Chuck, but thank you for sitting down with us today. And uh, I know I know your story will be inspiring people. And I, I encourage all of you out there to keep praying for Chuck. And and we're also praying for Bob Brown, another former board member who had a triple bypass. And he's doing he's doing well. He's, he's in some pain from the recovery, but but we understand he's doing well, too. So uh, anyway, thanks again, Chuck, for everything you've done. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. And uh, I uh, just encourage you guys to go to our website, influencers.org, and uh, you can stay up to date. on. We have some new uh, guide videos out there. Uh, we also have a lot of other podcasts that we broadcast. You can go under resources and podcasts or resources and videos, and you'll find some of the other resources out there. And uh, hope that you've seen some of the new books that, that Rocky has written that are part of the new process. Uh, we have uh, we, we uh, revised the journey process, and we think it's even better than it was. It's, it's the same journey, but even better. So anyway, a lot of exciting things happening with the ministry. So just stay stay on our email list and check our website and, and stay involved because you guys are a big part of this ministry. Again, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.